Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to our breakfast table. Welcome to Good Morning Football live in New York City, Monday, August 30th. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Sugar, Kyle Brandt, and hanging out with us all week long, the early shift for our family yeah. member. Thank you. Thank Let's go, baby. You. Thank you. Glad to be back, guys. Are you, are you ready to go? You got I'm your, hyped. Your, your passwords figured out? I, I'm hyped. I got some of my passwords figured out. I hadn't quite got them all. Your but... Microsoft Surface plugged yeah. in, ready to go? We locked in, ready to roll, guys. Let's do it. We have lots to get to. Highlights, headlines. We're all set. We're, what, 10 days away from the regular season? It kicking off to 2021. We're kicking your day off with the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Preseason football is great this week. There's a lot of stars playing. I mean, superstars. Big timers and guys, we're still looking to prove things. I know we're going to talk Giants, we're going to talk Patriots, we're going to talk Mac and Cam. Just from that three preseason games, I have a lot of hope that all three of those players play a big role in this team. I think they recharge their batteries in free agency. I think they okay. nailed the draft, and it's not too early to say that. Freezing cold takes, come get me. But you think Cam probably starts Week One, but it's his. But it's. I think Mac might might start Week One. What? Really. You know, Cam played so little that made me think maybe he's the guy who is starting week. That's what I thought. Yeah, I agree. So dialed in. He's still got two weeks. Yeah. And Belichick said we we haven't made our decision. If they knock these out of the park, it dispels a lot of criticism that Belichick has dealt with over recent years about, yeah, they just haven't drafted the right guys. And that's why Belichick was always, you know, they didn't have the weapons. Other teams draft better. D'Angelo, how do you think? I mean, Max dialed in, you know, to Peter's point. I, I want to see Cam out there because this football team is different when Cam's out there, right? It's just easier for them to operate their mm-hmm. offense from time to time because you can incorporate their quarterback run game into the equation. But, man, when you watch Mac Jones, like, I was wrong. And, Mac, I'm, I'm here. I'm admitting it. I was wrong. When were you wrong? Pre-draft? I, I mean, yes, yes, pre-draft. Versus I thought, Trey man, Lance. Mac's just so vanilla, right? Compared you know, to I, Trey I, 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 Yes, compared to Trey Lance, compared to the upside – but there's still a place in this league for athletic, well, uh, smart athletic quarterbacks that, that, that aren't overly athletic that's going to beat you, you know, scrambling out the pocket. But athletic enough to keep the play alive, right? You kind of have, have seen it from Aaron Rodgers over the last mm-hmm. decade or so mm-hmm. with his career, the way he extends plays. And I kind of see a little bit of that with Mac Jones, the ability to, you know, kind of step out of that. I didn't, I didn't really see that at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I felt like everything had to be perfect um, around Mac Jones. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting to dispel that rumor that it has to be perfect. And I'm watching them operate. I was in New England to watch him play Washington yeah. the, uh, the first preseason game. Mm. And he just looked so poised and under control. It didn't look too big for him. He's moving guys around. He's making checks at the line. He just looks really confident. And I know Josh McDaniels and the, the way they want to play offense – Every week, kind of just morphing to what they need to do to win that game. I think he might be week the guy. one to case point. Mac or Cam? Who are you going with? I'm personally would go with uh, with Mac. Yeah, Mac. Okay, I had to almost whisper that as if as if millions <laughs> know, aren't watching weird, me right? and Cam's gonna hear it. Cause uh, yeah, I, I, like list, Cam. Cam. <laughs> I like Cam. I like Cam, but 
I'm going with Mac if it's me personally. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's me personally, I'll, yeah. in my prediction, I think Belichick's going to go with Cam. I, yeah. I still do. Yeah. Despite all that weirdness last week, they still have two weeks left, and Cam looked all right. Um, Daniel Jones. Ah, this. Talk to me. I, I wish we could have just had a <laughs> mic drop type <laughs> night. Let's start the season and win the East. He just won't give it to us. It was fine a little bit, but ah, we're going to go into the season with this sort of mystery meat. Don't know what we're getting. Uh, he was out there. He dropped back 24 times. He played the whole half. They only scored seven points. The line did not look good. Uh, he took a lot of hits. The red zone intercept. It, it's just kind of like what we've been suspecting of Daniel Jones, if you're looking for validation of that. But then it was also just a little scattered and... I've said this a million times. If you're worried about Daniel Jones taking care of the football, you don't want him opening against Denver and Washington back-to-back. Like, mm. the, maybe the best two defensive lines in all of the sport outside of Tampa. I wish he could have said, screw it, this is my year, my season. This is I'm going to take control of this. He didn't. Like, it was just the more I, I want to suck my thumb. I'm so nervous if I'm a Giants fan because I feel like... Holy crap, we're going to season with this. This is going to be a wild ride. There's there's like four or five guys who I call like the buckle up club this season. Okay. And it's definitely Jameis. Um, it's definitely uh, Cam. It, it's definitely Teddy Bridgewater. It's these guys are like, ah, I don't know. I, I like, maybe they'll be great, but I have no clue. And Daniel Jones, we put on the field last night. I, I feel the same way. Buckle up. But it, okay, can I try to make please, it feel a little please. better? There were ups and downs and it wasn't yep. pretty, that's for sure. But also, we knew this is what Daniel Jones yeah. was. The intrigue, the fascination, the optimism around Daniel Jones is surrounding him with skilled players. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that last night. Kadarius Toney was not out there. Kyle Rudolph, their free agency addition. Kenny Galladay, their big free agent uh, acquisition, wasn't out there. Saquon Barkley did not play in this game. So you, that's the, the whole thing of how he's going to look different is really based on what they surrounded him with, and they weren't out there with him. It's a lot of that, and we saw Ingram get banged up, and I'm just going to yeah. talk about yep. that. However, like... You could put Megatron and Moss out there with him, like he, if he makes the right decisions. Like that throw in the end zone was terrible. Like that, that was Evan Ingram was six feet behind him. Yeah. It could have been Tony Gonzalez and would have been a touchdown. So I hear what you're saying, and it'll probably be better with those guys. But like, come on, <laughs> just lock it up, DJ. Let's go. Lock it up or buckle up. Yeah, lock it up. Buckle it up. You guys can tweet the show at GMFB. Let's say hi to our. Um, NFL Network Insider, I call him Ian Insider. Ian Rappaport joining us with some injury updates this morning. Ian, yes, tight end Evan Ingram got a little bit banged up. Let's talk about him. Also, Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins, a good morning football favorite uh, with a big injury. What's going on? Yeah, we'll start with Evan Ingram. You guys were just talking about the Giants game, and obviously one of the more intriguing and important weapons for the New York Giants, Evan Ingram. He actually went down with a calf injury yesterday, which quickly ruled out, which is never, ever a good thing. And, and the fact that uh, he has a calf injury that can really linger, only got about two weeks, ten days or so before the start of the season. Obviously, this is something to watch for the Giants. The fact that Joe Judge came out pretty quickly after the game and said there is optimism that it is a minor injury, just judging from the response of the player. At least maybe that is a good sign, but Evan Ingram, uh, who has obviously struggled to stay on the field throughout his career, is going to have more tests today. Obviously a much more difficult situation for J.K. Dobbins, the Baltimore Ravens starting running back. He went down with what looked like a hyperextension the other day, really a scary knee injury. He is out for the season. The MRI confirmed exactly what the Ravens thought initially, which is that it is a torn ACL, one of the best young running backs in football, averaged six yards per rush last year, now not going to play in the 2021 season. He's going to have a second opinion to take a look at that knee. There also may be some LCL damage, as colleague Mike Garofolo reports. Obviously, all eyes on J.K. Dobbins, not just for uh, not just for next year, uh, but for the future going forward for a very, very good young player. And now all eyes on Gus Edwards. Thank you so much, Ian Rappaport, for the updates. I have high expectations for the Ravens, guys. How does this Dobbins injury impact the Super Bowl chances of this squad? I can't hide uh, the devastation and the disappointment that um, not only Ravens fans have in the Ravens organization, but me myself. I did a top 10 breakout players of the year list two weeks ago on this show. It's an annual tradition. I had Dobbins as number two in the entire league as my breakout guy, the only running back on that list. And it's because of all the overwhelming feedback and anecdotal evidence I've been getting from folks at Ravens camp, coaches, front office guys, like, wait till you see Dobbins, wait Mm -hmm. till you see Dobbins. It's a devastating injury. 
It's a devastating injury. I was at an event Saturday night, and there was a lot of Baltimore folks there, and it was a happy occasion. It was the first time a lot of people had seen each other in over a year, and the line of faces that came up to me, which was long-drawn faces when they found out the news. Everyone checking their phone away from me. A happy celebration. Just, <sighs> Here's my thing. This Ravens team seems to have a different running attack every single year. It's always good. Whether it be Terrence West a couple years back or whether it be Alex Collins, they always find someone. And this year, I honestly think they have really high hopes for the guy who had zero rushes and zero rushing yards last season. Practice squad player named Tyson Williams. Yes, Tyson Williams with an apostrophe. That's the name that I'm getting from Ravens camp this weekend. After the Dobbins injury, I said, who should we be looking for besides Gus? He goes, Tyson Williams has been having a fantastic camp, has looked the part, did well against Washington. We don't know who he is. We don't because he wasn't a huge name in college. Let's see the resume on Tyson Williams and who exactly this young man is. Number 34 in the Ravens, undrafted at a BYU. Was Zach Wilson's quarter uh, running back there. Was on the practice squad, played just one game. Special teams was supposed to be the main role this year. And a lot of the quotes coming out of camp were from Chris Horton, who is the special teams coach, saying this is what he brings, this is what he does. He might be their number two running back, and they're going to have to lean on him. But to what I said earlier, the Ravens, as long as that offensive line is doing what they do, as long as what Greg Roman does, they're going to have a good running attack. It's just who wants to step up and get those carries. Mm -hmm. Buck Allen's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Alex Collins ain't there. Tyson Williams is the name I'm hearing as that second running back with Gus Williams. I weirdly heard about him through preseason, too, though. It's not like a name out of nowhere. I mean, undrafted, obviously. But we were hearing that he had an impressive camp, at least. So there's that to hang our hats on. Yeah, no, Peter, you're absolutely right. Just the way the Ravens try to attack you offensively, the way that running game is kind of entrenched with Lamar Jackson kind of incorporated in it, having that quarterback be a part of the run game. They're going to they're gonna kind of have numbers regardless who that running back is. And so, yes, you miss a guy like J.K. Dobbins because he's explosive, he's dynamic. Anytime he gets the ball in his hands, he can go the distance. But, like, I feel okay. Like, I don't think my, my whole mindset changed because J.K.'s out just because of that machine of an offense, right? That offense is going to struggle anytime they get behind the sticks. And yeah. we saw it even in that preseason mm -hmm. game when Lamar was playing. You know, anytime it's third and long and you make Lamar have to beat you throwing the football, like that's what we're all just waiting to see, right? They add all these weapons at receiver. And so hopefully you feel like, all right, can Lamar kind of win some of these one-on-ones? But, you know, they're going to miss J.K. Dobbins. But, you know, watching Gus, watching some of these other players at the running back position, I think they'll still be all right. I think they'll still be able to function. To me, I don't think this loss mm. is worse than Cam Akers with the uh, with the Rams. Interesting. Um, just because of the way the Ravens want to play. They can plug in another guy, and he can be as good, mm -hmm. not as dynamic, but mm -hmm. pretty pretty darn close. I agree. This, this has become a... a a very dark species of Good Morning Football segment, hmm. meaning we have the huge injury early in the year and we all decide whether we want to eulogize the team or <laughs> fight ourselves. You know, Julian Edelman goes down, Odell goes down. Like, I, I, I can't sit here and say the Ravens are in trouble now because they lost J.K. Dobbins. I really can't. I don't think this is the Titans losing Derrick Henry. I don't think it's the Saints losing Kamara. I think he is a good player who is part of a great franchise and system. The Ravens are like a college program. Like, they're always going to be good. They're always going to be deep. If until they lose number eight, which I hope they never do, like, they're going to run the ball. And this Gus Edwards is a guy who is, you know, a nice talent, but he gets over five yards of carry in this offense. That's awesome. I like J.K. Dobbins. I don't want to slight his talent, but he's a running back in 2021. There are running backs to be found. There are running backs who can come in and be sensations and Super Bowl MVPs. I, it, those, all those fans who have the long faces, I appreciate it because they probably have the Dobbins jersey and you spend the draft pick and we got a star now. Yeah. It doesn't mean the team is screwed in any way. They're opening up on Monday night against the, against the Raiders. Do you feel differently about that game because Dobbins is out? I don't at all. If anything, Lamar's going to have to do even more. And that's a lot. But it's a matter of do they beat the Buffalo? Do they beat Kansas City in the playoffs? Then we'll find out how good Dobbins really was. Were you more bummed about Rashad Bateman? Yeah, that I mean, I, that's because so I think that's, that's actually more intricate. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because you want you want them to pass. You want them to be mm. multi. I think they have to. I think I'll they say, have to evolve. Gus Edwards still for me outside the top twenty in fantasy. I mm. think they're going to rotate guys in. They always do. I'd rather have Miles Sanders. He's going neck and neck with him. Definitely Miles Sanders over Gus Edwards. Uh, you heard Ian bring up Todd Gurley. Yeah. Your thoughts are running back at the table on him. He just turned twenty-seven. Yeah. Depth at running back is more important on this team and it is probably on every other team in the NFL when they bring guys in and out. He's from Baltimore, so to me, no disrespect mm. to Tyson Williams, but 
Todd Gurley being out there might be something I'd want to look at. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the Ravens. I don't want to be dismissive of Gurley. I haven't seen the same guy in like three years. So if they want to bring in Todd Gurley for really cheap and he's a veteran, he can bust a few runs fine. I like the list that Peter had. I like the guys they have in-house and the Ravens turn out running backs like that. I like, I'd go with who we have. At GMFE with your thoughts. We've got highlights from the rest of the weekend on the way. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. It is Monday, August 30th. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, D'Angelo Hall, gracing us with his presence the entire week. And I think I speak for the entire table in sending our love and our prayers down to everyone in Louisiana, in the Gulf Coast region that is in the way of dealing with the ramifications, the consequences and everything uh, with Hurricane Ida. We are sending our love. The Saints, of course, got evacuated, got out of there. We'll have all the latest on any implications NFL-wise, but just on a human level, we are sending all of our love to you guys. Trevor Lawrence looked very much comfortable, very much the part of number one overall pick against the Cowboys. Kyle, biggest takeaway from watching Trevor Lawrence against the Cowboys, other than my dream that I had on this very set about LaVishka Chenault being a sleeper, is a really one that you guys should listen to and draft him. (laughs) Jiminy Cricket, anything you put your mind to and dream about can come true. <laughs> Chenault included. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my take is that Hamilton should be out here. That's a good take. There's a, <laughs> I, I looked this up. There are people in our industry who they see someone and they see, they hear the words generational talent or they hear the words since Andrew Luck and they attack. And they're like, I'm going to set up shop for the next 10 years and just knock this person. And I'm going to put a pool in my house because I'm making fun of this. Those people had a rough night over the weekend. That sucks. I don't know what you do if you said Lawrence isn't always cracked up to be and Wilson should have been taken. It looked the part. Like, he looked incredible. Mm-hmm. And listen, we're not going to talk a lot of Jags early on. It's just the way we do business. But, I mean, that was really good. And you know what the best part is? We're going to see this on Hard Knocks. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to see this whole thing on Hard Knocks from another view. Um... My take on the Jags, too, is Jags-Texans is not going to get a lot of eyes week one. It's just not. Not for the right reasons, anyway. We're not really going to have this the Trevor Lawrence experience until week four when it's all Bucks, Pat, uh, Patriots. No, it's also Thursday night Trevor Lawrence making his national debut. Jags-Bengals, folks. We'll be talking about it a lot. That is when we will get the legitimate debut of Trevor Lawrence. And until then... If I'm someone who's going to tweet that he's not always cracked up to be, I, I'm going back and uh, disavowing those because that, that, he looked awesome. Yeah, and for those critics who, who don't think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, man, you need to go watch some more film. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch the kid in college. For me, the only thing I'm worried about is 
how can they protect him, right? I mean, we know what the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. are right now. It, it's, a, it's a work in progress. True. And so can they put enough people around him to not ruin his confidence, to still have him make plays like we just saw in that game? Um, but, I mean, you watch the kid. He can make every single throw. A lot of those throws, I mean, wasn't even set. Just back foot, just the arm talent. Um, I mean, I'm just so impressed with Trevor Lawrence just throughout the whole process. From his freshman year at mm-hmm. Clemson, I've, I've always kept my eyes on him. And so, you know, to see where he's landed in Jacksonville, you know, I just hope Urban Meyer does not mess this kid up because Urban Meyer is a – he's a different guy. Are you in on Urban? He's, he's a, I don't know yet, Kay. Now, that's the one I'm not quite sure. in on yet because I just don't know. Um, my experiences with college coaches have kind of scarred me a little bit. Um, you know, in, in the National Football League, it, it, it has to be a lot of compromise mm-hmm. um, because it's not about you or him or him. It's about we. It's about that team. And I know sometimes those college coaches got a hard time kind of understanding that because they got a revolving door of great players that come in every yeah. every year or so, right? Another recruiting pick all these coming. five stars and let's go. Mm-hmm. Right. And it feels a little different. Now, we all got the same salary cap. We got to all fit underneath that. And let's see what you can really do. Let's see if you can really coach. You know what I mean? It, it really pushes you to be a great coach, mm-hmm. a great evaluator of talent, a great understander of what you're doing with your scheme and what guys fit. So not quite sold on Urban yet. Love Trevor Lawrence. I'm 100% sold on him. I just hope they don't mess this kid up. You know, I, I, and, I, and I say that to say so many times we saw great quarterbacks sure. go to Cleveland and get ruined and and – you know, had they wound up in a different spot yeah. with, with, with other pieces around them, coaches that wanted to develop them, where they didn't have to try to play hero ball sometimes. Um, you know, I, I just I've seen too many great quarterbacks be mm-hmm. ruined by coaches mm-hmm. and coordinators um, and never get another chance. So, you know, I love this kid and I just want to see great things happen for him. To your point. They had a third preseason game, and four of the five starting offensive linemen were not out there, and they put Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they didn't play. In the third preseason game. There was injuries across the board, no Linder, no Jaywan James, and they go out there, and Trevor Lawrence is out there, and I'm watching the game gasping, like, Mm -hmm. just get him out of the game. What are we doing here? So the flip side of it is, look great, hits Chenault. We know there's a rhythm. It's a much better way to start the season, but to your point, Four out of the five starting offensive linemen are on the field, but your number one overall pick is getting cracked yeah. all yeah. over the place. That ain't going to happen on my watch. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm surprised <laughs> it's it. And Urban's philosophy might be completely different than everybody else's. He wanted Trevor to be out there mm-hmm. and taking the reps. Mm-hmm. And he was. But yes, I felt very happy to see that he walked out there in two feet and yes. was fine to play week one. Isn't it still different with his surrounding pieces offensive line aside, though? Like He's got a really yeah. fun, young receiver group which a lot of quarterbacks taking number one overall don't have when they come into the league. You no, know, we're mentioning guys like Farrell Cooper who might not even make the team, but like you get Marvin Jones. T.J. Chark, he's great, yeah. Chark, Chenault, yeah, like Chenault. they're very deep yeah. at wide receiver. Um, and they'll be fine on the offensive line. They'll yeah. they play. We go, I just couldn't believe they were out there yeah, without them. D'Angelo, is, you see somebody this hyped come in, number one overall pick, God's gift to quarterback and everything. Like what are you thinking as a corner early on facing him? Are you jumping him? Like yeah. how, how are you treating him? I mean, I'm trying to go make a play, Yeah. right? I mean, that's how it kind of always is. I'm trying to go make a play, but at the same time, like, like rookie quarterbacks can, I mean, they make throws too. Games you know, change, I man. played Matthew Stafford as a rookie, and yeah. coach come in there all hype. <laughs> oh, we're going to get his rookie. We're yeah. going to get his rookie hell, and da 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 Man, it was the most vanilla game plan, and he lit us is up. That true? We walk, I walked in the locker room like, come on, man. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hyped us up all week about you was going to send pressure and yeah, do this, yeah. do that. And you did absolutely nothing. <laughs> we made it easy on them and just played man to man. I love this mature Wusa D'Angelo Hall. If we were to ask him this during his playing, how would you handle a rookie? You would, your answer would not be, "I'm going to go try to make a play." Mm-hmm. You really, I'm alive. you're really, you really evolved. <laughs> you I, I, I try. I try. You, know? <laughs> you succeed. Wow. Morgan, morning football on <laughs> the way. Got your headlines this morning. Little Selva's got you covered in the West Coast. Hey, what's going on, Kay? Guys, hope you all had a great weekend. D'Angelo, great to have you there in studio, the breakfast table. Uh, have your uh, passwords been recovered yet? Uh, has that been worked <laughs> on, or are you just kind of winging it at this point in time? No, nah, I'm all checked in. I, I was able to get my passwords. Yeah, well, I'm good, man. <laughs> what are they all, Hokey 21? Over okay, over? all right. Just want to make sure, my friend. <laughs> Beamer ball. <laughs> Beamer ball. <laughs> exactly. That's what I could picture. <laughs> well, our first headline comes out of Indianapolis because Colts head coach Frank Reich saying that he has named Jacob Eason as 
the backup quarterback, but whether he is actually going to be pressed into starting duty as Carson Wentz recovers from foot surgery, well, that remains to be seen. We'll obviously have a better idea of what is going to happen ahead. As Reich also said, Carson Wentz is expected to return to full team practice starting today. Reich adding this will be a big week to determine where Wentz is at in his recovery and his availability for the regular season opener. And he also getting good news about Quentin Nelson, who will also be returning to full practice. Some not so good news for the Colts as wide receiver T.Y. Hilton will miss some games to start the season as he's dealing with a neck injury. Reich was impressed with the instant connection Hilton had, has had with Wentz in camp and is optimistic. It is not a season-ending issue for Hilton. In Minnesota, safety uh, there we have. We, there we go. In Minnesota, safety Harrison Smith agreeing to a four-year extension worth up to sixty-four million dollars. The deal makes Smith the highest-paid safety in the NFL, behind the new deal recently signed by Seattle's Jamal Adams. With a year remaining on his existing contract, Smith's deal is now for five years for nearly seventy-five million dollars. And with the good news for the Vikes, also came some bad news this weekend as well. NFL Networks. Tom Pellicero reporting Tynan Irv Smith Jr. is expected to miss the start of the regular season as he'll undergo surgery for a meniscus injury. Minnesota was hoping for big things from Smith as he was being counted on to take over for the departed Kyle Rudolph. We did have him on the program here a few weeks ago. We were all hyped for the potential and what he could do in this offense, whether it's inside, outside. So he's going to have to wait. Here's to a speedy recovery. And while he recovers, perhaps, Shriggs, he can watch the jinx or the making of a murder. Whatever it is, he can do that as he's recovering when he's not watching us. Will, did you ever see The Jinx on HBO? Don't lie. I never saw it. I, I, at that point in time, I was watching Sorry, Narcos. So are you telling me I have yeah, to watch Narcos. that? Yeah. I've got Matt Hamilton, Steve Korn, some producers going nuts on my text chain, echoing their sentiments. I, I feel like I've got under... You guys are going to love this. I'm excited for you. This is how I feel like CBS should feel about getting okay. Nate. Like, you have a gift waiting hey. for you guys. I can't wait. This. I'm watching it tonight. This is it. Okay. The Jinx. Will, you too. Get in. <laughs> We don't want any jinxes with either of these teams. Let's go to Chiefs-Vikings. What are some of the takeaways from your, not only this week, but your three weeks with the Kansas City Chiefs? My two takeaways from this, from just this game specifically, is just Coach was so happy. I got to talk to him at halftime, not on camera, but they give you, you know, a couple of minutes and somebody sort of walks you over to him. I didn't almost die like Mufasa in the gorge this time when the D-line came after me. I, I actually went too quick. I need, Triggs, I need help here. What? I went, because I, I think one time I went and I got killed in traffic and then I tried to like jump it and I was like hey coach before he before he even started walking and Spags came up and wanted to tell him something I'm like oh snap sorry and they were like whatever and I was like oh no but let me just say coach Andy Reid was the best to me and treated me so incredibly over the three weeks that I got to hang out with them and sort of get a little bit of an inside look after those f- first two drives I was just like you must, you must want those victory cheeseburgers after victory cheeseburgers he was so excited so happy um, and I was really paying attention through this whole process Shregs about his chemistry and the way that he and his quarterback are clicking. And I think 31 teams need to be really scared of that because Patrick Mahomes told us that even in their pre-draft meeting 2017, before he was even taken by the Chiefs, this is my guy. I know what he wants. I, they clicked right away at the board, off the field, all of it, and they had it going on. And now that's even grown. And I, you know, I asked them both, did, did it grow through the Super Bowl win and maybe even more through the Super Bowl loss? Like, are you guys stronger than ever right now? And yeah, and it keeps growing. That sort of got that affirmation from both of them. Obviously, there's a baby in the picture now with Sterling Sky. So they talked to me both about that and how close they are. It is so obvious how close they are. I got to stand next to Patrick when watching be like, ooh, coaches is going to like that. Ooh, don't ask coach that. He won't like that. Yeah, you should ask him that. And he just knows his coach inside and out. And I love that. The other thing I really noticed was just the culture, top to bottom, winning culture. I don't know how to explain it without being there. Shregs, you spent some time there 
right when they got Mahomes and mm -hmm. sort of saw it. It's from the intern, Jordan, who helped me out at 4 in the morning and brought me coffee, to the grounds crew when you walk in. The fans treated it like it was the AFC Championship game for all four quarters. So there's something about that, and I asked even Orlando Brown Jr. about it on the sideline, like, you're new to this team, talk about it. And he goes, you feel it. You just feel it in the air, everybody doing their job, everybody knowing that this is all about winning a Super Bowl, and maybe even more than that, sort of establishing themselves as a superpower of sports teams. So I'm, I was so impressed, and I just don't know who's going to take them out. That's my takeaway. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard. Maybe Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Tampa. But in the AFC? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it is tough. Bills, Browns really got to break. Cool. It. So there's nothing like they're not scarred. They're like, screw it. We got to No, play, and know? they keep it so loose, and there are a lot. So every player, I'm like, what is it about Mahomes? Because he's mm -hmm. so loose out there, and there was a lot of, he's loose, but you're not seeing how competitive he really is. Mm -hmm. He is one of those Rodgers, Tom Brady level competitive spirits in the yeah. league. Everyone said that. And I think there's a piece to it. We saw him celebrating and flexing and having so much fun. Mm -hmm. This guy who's a part owner of the Royals, part owner of the MLS team, like he's ten toes down in Kansas City. He is that wife community. Wife owns the team too. His yep. wife, and it just feels like they're such a part of that tradition and he's not going anywhere. They've got him for another nine years under contract. I, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime mm -hmm. soon. And he, I will say this, like you, you have you know, Brady and Belichick, the stability there obviously led to a lot of success. The thing that I felt that nobody said and I didn't ask is that Patrick Mahomes is so supported by everyone, by the players, by the front office, but I think he's got a, such a groundswell of support to help him out that I don't know how, you know, it's it's not that it's hard to, you know, he obviously has to go out there and execute, but he's really got a good thing going there in Kansas City. So, Chiefs fans, it was fun. Thank you for embracing me and being so great there. Uh, you know, there's really thin sidelines there. Oh, you can get I almost got knocked by the car it. like 19 times, but it was so fun to meet and see everybody. And uh, thanks for always watching our show in the morning as well. Well, Salva, we talked about this earlier in the show. What is your personal favorite mm -hmm. middle school dance song that mm. takes you back to this type of dancing back in the day? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I would have to say Crazy For You by Madonna was a song that was yep. played randomly. It's, it's a Hall of Famer. At that point in time, I think... Yes, that is an all-time banger, and I just remember saying to this girl, hey, you know what? I've had a crush on you for about eight years now, uh, so let's, oh you know, let's, make, let's, let's talk a little bit further, you know? So, uh, yeah, crazy okay, for you. Okay, Will got the game. Bring me back, KB. Will. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No Jack and Edge. Love, love. You know, D'Angelo, no Jack and Edge. But Will, are you I, following her either Instagram? way, or boys to men, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 not exactly. But, you know, I have to say, if I'm Shanahan, I'm listening to Jagged Edge because I've got two quarterbacks that I'm in love with. So he's probably scheming and listening to that and Boys and oh, Men geez. at the same time. How's that for Stunt a transition to my on, first headline? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> As we go, uh, it looks like in San Francisco, by the sounds of it, by the looks of it, is going to be potentially a quarterback guy. By committee in San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. The way that things were going, and head coach Kyle Shanahan was really coy about naming a starter, just saying he was a saying he has a pretty good idea who it will be. We may have got a glimpse of how things will be as he rotated between Jimmy G and rookie Trey Lance in Sunday's preseason game against the Raiders. Both QBs offer something different to opposing defenses. And Jimmy G says the goal is to post W's and isn't worried about who will be the starter. I mean, it's tough for defenses to handle that. And uh, I've never been in that situation, but just seeing it firsthand here today, it was, it's hard on him. So, you know, whatever's best for the team, I'm here for it. Just, uh, it's one of those things, whatever's best for the team, you got to get behind that and be a part of that. And I think that makes for you as the best player you could be too. So, you know, it's all tied together. We're all in this thing together. and. You know, we'll see where it goes. Yes, we will. Meanwhile, as Kay had mentioned at the top of the hour, the Saints preseason game against the Cardinals canceled as Hurricane Ida hits Louisiana now. The team will temporarily relocate to Dallas as they will practice at the Cowboys AT&T Stadium this week. They will practice at Jerry World Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before taking some time off ahead of the regular season opener against the Packers. Of course, we here at GMFB give everybody affected in Louisiana. Meanwhile, it is no surprise, but NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting 
Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the starter for the Washington football season when they open the season against the Chargers on September 12th. Taylor Heineke will serve as his backup. This magic on his ninth team during his 17-year career. And moving around that much, he has had kids born in each and every state that he has played in. Needless to say, longevity, and he is the starter under center there in Washington. Well, still to come here on Good Morning Football. Do you have fantasy football questions? I know you do. You've got a lot of them. Kay has the answers, every single one of them, and she'll tell you who you should be drafting or avoiding up next. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. It is fantasy draft season. It's arrived and has come to my attention that my friend D'Angelo Hall has never played fantasy football. He is going to play this season with his son in a league. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't lose, bud. Shout out my homeboy Deacon Pyle because is, he's running the league. He's okay. the 10-year-old stud at. Okay. <laughs> he's the commissioner. He's the commissioner. Deacon. Well, you, you got that leather-bound book there. Why don't you take some notes because we've got questions answered right now from another edition of Dear K. We tweeted out a request for your biggest fantasy questions leading up to draft nights, draft day, whatever. So let's hear some good ones. Yeah, I saw this tweet go out from the GMFB account and we were being flooded with questions. Let's get to the first one from a frequent viewer and Twitter, one of our guys, Air Knight 87 Joseph Air Knight says, seeing as you're the queen of fantasy and sleepers, do you see Terrace Marshall as a potential league winner this year? Is Terrace well, a preseason guy? Okay, we know this? the Panthers are going to the Super Bowl. In my fantasy world, in my head, I'm yeah. high on them very much so. And I've talked about him a lot. He's currently going 60th at wide receiver. He's going behind guys like Jacoby Myers and Cole Beasley. We saw so many good wideouts taken in this year's draft. Terrace outperformed all of them this preseason. He's the second most receiving yards of any player in the league over the last three weeks. He's also a star. If you look at all the analytics, PFF highest graded rookie wide receiver as well. He has size. He's got 4-4 speed, everybody. And he has his LSU offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, calling the shots in Carolina. We know LSU receivers. They perform really well out the gate from the start as rookies in the league. So he does have to compete, I know, with Christian McCaffrey's DJ Moore, who I love as well. He's like a 1,200-yard guy. Robbie Anderson's there. So targets might be a problem. Volume might be an issue. I still think he's going to have a big impact in this offense, especially where you can get him. Although that last preseason game might have, you know, his ratings and rankings might mm-hmm. go up a little bit. If you can get him at 60 at wideout, go for it. All Panthers. I drafted one last night. I might draft Robbie. 
I took Did Robbie. you take Robbie? Yeah, I like the big play. I'm into that. Interesting. Yeah. Reunited <laughs> so, with yeah. Sammy D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, it's August, so we should have the Patriots running back conversation. No, oh, boy. Because to have it every year. And here we go. We got Sponsored by Excedrin. Commander Sweeney, exactly. You need some painkillers. He says... All right. Is Ramondre Stevenson worth a bench spot or pickup now that Michelle and Burkett are gone from the Patriots? Thinking for several different types of leagues. Here we go. Have at it. Okay, let's see where he's going. Because as awesome as he has looked this preseason, five touchdowns, it is very hard for me to get behind any of these guys in this mm. offense as fantasy options. Okay, so he's going 50th at the running back spot around guys like Sony Michelle, Nine Hines. You can take him here. I think I'd still take Sony Michelle and Naeem Hines over him. I do. There's just so much depth in that running back room. Even after the trade, no Michelle there anymore. Damian Harris is the guy who'll be down there on early downs. I reached out to some people up there in New England and said, what's the deal here? James White's still going to be involved in the passing game. Nothing has really changed up in this offense as far as the running backs are concerned. Let's not forget Cam Newton. Let's say he's not starting. Let's say he's out there for even just a handful of games. You think he's not going to vulture some of those touchdowns? This is the guy who had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. So if he's the starter, it's going to limit touchdown upside for all of these guys. And I know Belichick isn't one to rely on a rookie. He's just not. He's used them in parts of a rotation. Never had a rookie back rack up over 1,000 yards on the ground. Ridley's on here. It was 441. He had 1,000 yards the next season. But I just don't see it happening. Could he come out and do like a LeGarrette Blount mm-hmm. impression, which everyone says, 18 touchdowns? I don't see it with the quarterback who I think will start at least a handful of games. That's Cam Newton. I'm out. Sorry. Good You're call. Out? Not even if Jesus was the running back. I would never, (laughs) ever draft a Patriots Tim Tebow a running back? Yes, even if Tim Tebow. um, I would never do it. The the stuff you mentioned, they are as tricky as the rules allow in terms of injury announcement and everything. There's been too many times when I've started Kevin Falk one day. Oh, you know, Heath Evans is playing running back. It's crazy. (laughs) They always screw me. I will never take a Patriots running back, ever. The Stephen Ridley, Shane Vereen duo crushed me. And Jarvis Green. Ellis, keep going. What about if you had LeGarrette Blunt and he got you those, like, 18, 19, 20 touchdowns that year? I would start him and then have him. Yeah, neither did I. All right, our final... Our final tweet comes from Kevin Thayer. Kevin simply wants to know, we still good with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire this year? Yes. Well, he's currently going as an RB2. I think that's an incredible value. I myself have him inside my top 12 at running back for this year in a PPR league. This is a running back in the NFL's most explosive offense, people. Show them some respect. And I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago during the Chiefs' first preseason game as well. Uh, Let's take a listen to that. Some of your past is pretty good, though. 138 yards up against the Texans, 161, I believe, against the Bills in the regular season. Is that what I should be expecting week in, week out this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's what we're striving for. And probably some more receiving yards, too. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this because Greg Lewis, of course, was the wide receiver coach, now the running back coach. How helpful is that for you because you can do both so well? You know, just, just having that receiver aspect, you know, that he's – Obviously, you know, working with the, the past receivers that he has, you know, with Tim McCole and, and even just having some input on some of the things we do with the tight end, just the things that he's implementing and, and, and I'm learning from him in the running back room is, is pretty is pretty good. He's very comfortable. He speaks a lot about how comfortable he feels this second year in an offense, not having to be on Zoom meetings. Let's not forget about what he did before Le'Veon Bell got there last year through week six. He was leading the NFL in total yards from scrimmage. I talked to him on the sidelines this past week. He obviously wasn't playing, had a bit of an ankle injury, but he gave me that look like, I'm good. Don't worry, I'm good. So, I don't know. No Le'Veon Bell there this year. He owns the backfield in an explosive offense. Absolutely draft him higher than he's going. I agree with you. I, again, I drafted last night. He hangs around. He's there. He's that name why. that keeps. I think people got burned a little yeah. last year. I took him first overall last gift. year in a draft. First overall of the yeah. whole draft. Bought my own hype on him, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were burned by that. Post type sleeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's still awesome though. Mm-hmm. More. Did you learn anything for fantasy football? I did. Okay, I, I, t- I took a couple notes. I took a couple notes. Now the only problem is you told everybody else too. So <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> a secret anymore. <laughs> I get it. It's not a secret He's going to need you to fantasy generate him a name. Maybe we will. All right, D-Hall. You got a, you got a cool team name? I don't have a cool team name. Oh, that's a segment. It's easy. Jimmy G or Trey Lance. No official word yet. We'll tell you what we know. Let's hear from the man of the hour with the incredible hat collection. Here's what head coach Kyle Shannon had to say after the game about his alternating quarterbacks. It's our wake-up call presented by Verizon. 
I thought they did a good job. I mean, by no means was it perfect, but I thought just the function of it and going in and out and not knowing when it's going to be, um, you know, it wasn't a planned rotation or anything. I was trying to make it situational, so I was just doing it mainly off impulse and, um, you know, whenever the down and distance, it felt like what we wanted to call. So um, those guys seemed like they handled it good. I'll meet with them tomorrow and watch all with them, which I'm looking forward to, but um, today I thought it was good. Great hat game, Kyle Shanahan. He switched back and forth between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance on the first two drives against the Raiders. Those two squared up, rushing touchdown by each quarterback as well. What do you make of Shanahan's two-quarterback approach in this third preseason game, D'Angelo? I mean, if I was a player having to rotate, I mean, I'd absolutely hate it. Yeah. You know, you want to get into a rhythm as a player, and I know it has to be difficult to be the quarterback and running off and on to the field. Um, but it, when you watch it, you understand why. Mm-hmm. A lot of plays with Trey Lance were read option plays. And if that's Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't really care if he pulls it, right? If he pulls it and runs around the corner, yeah, okay, we're not... Three, five yards. Yeah, 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 yeah three to five yards. Okay. We're not really concerned with that. But you see Trey Lance and you see those safety's eyes lock on Trey Lance like, is he, is he pulling it? Is he pulling it? And then it just makes that run game that much more explosive. We talk about with Baltimore preparing for that quarterback run. When you add him, you got to bring your safety out the middle of the field just because you do not have enough blockers. That's why in college it's so successful. And hmm. they don't mind running the quarterback because he's not worth $45 million, right? And so um, to watch the way they were executing that offense, just like Kyle said, it was situational. When he felt like, man, I want to run a read option type of look, you saw Trey Lance out there. And so I think it's going to give defensive coordinators something else to prepare for. And, you know, I know we joked about, man, you don't supposed to show that to the regular season. Yeah. Kyle like, no, nah, I'm going to show y'all every little thing I got, every little wrinkle, just so you got to prepare for it. Will he do it in the regular season? I don't know. I think he should because, like I said, when Trey Lance is pulling that ball on the read option, right. it's a totally different perspective as a defensive mm-hmm. player. Um, and so I you love You think it. he will. I love it from that standpoint. I, I absolutely. I think yeah. they're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff this year. And I think that Mostert having those yards, or not like you forgot, Mostert was hurt most of last yeah. year. He He's a really good running back. Oh, Remember what he did to the Packers in that NFC Championship game? I think, as I always say, I think he scored another Another touchdown. one? <laughs> Still? Another one. That's two years later. Mostert's a, an elite running back. You've got these two quarterbacks. And there was an internet meme last night that I loved. And it was like, how American sports media views Lance versus Garoppolo and his two faces um, against each other like this, Lance and Garoppolo, how Kyle Shanahan views them, and it has them convi- just as one, as like the Conan O'Brien, like as one face. Like, yeah. it's just, inter- here we go, yeah. let's go. We're going to just confuse you. Um, to anyone who thinks Kyle Shanahan hasn't had a mobile quarterback or hasn't been able to do that because he's been hamstrung by the Garoppolos and the Cousins and the Nick Mullins and the limited mobility... Can we go back to your team, oh, yeah? the 2011 Washington football team? One of the biggest breakout performances we ever saw from a quarterback. At the best on a Sunday afternoon, late window game. Robert Griffin the third. Now imagine you take what Kyle drew up for Robert Griffin the third. Okay. Okay. Then you add in the fact that you have uh, the ability to go to Garoppolo if you need for the standard, hey, let's just for 20, 20 snaps in a row, we're just going to be sitting in the pocket. But you can bring in Trey Lance, and Lance can throw it. Kyle Shanahan has spent the entire summer drawing up his playbook. Trust me, there is a huge portion of it that includes Trey Lance, but there also is a huge portion that includes Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's going to give defensive coordinator fits. Are you talking like 50-50? No. What are you talking here? No, I think we're going to see a lot more Jimmy. I think it's okay. going to be 80-20, maybe 90-10. Okay. And then as the season progresses, if Lance is doing what I think, I mean, it, same kind of deal with, with they would splash in Lamar early for that season, and then Lamar took the job his year one. Or Got it. Kaepernick early would be get a little bit of it, eventually took it from Alex Smith. Um, I don't think we're going that way. Yeah, I think Garoppolo's the quarterback this season, but we're going to see a lot of Trey Lance. It's misleading if you just watch the highlights because Lance looks incredible, and it's like he actually hasn't looked great throwing. Like he hasn't looked <laughs> like uh, Lawrence or Wilson or Mac mm-hmm. Jones. Like he's he's been a little erratic. He's missed some throws. So there's some work to be done there. I just like. Their opener, they open at Detroit, which is one of the stranger matchups, I think. Like, we have no idea what we're getting from Detroit, no idea what we're getting from San Francisco, and we'll watch that. 
I just think like I said earlier in the show jokingly, but I mean this. I feel like this is what Shanahan was born to do. Like this is this is his moment that he's worked his entire life's work up to this. It's like a, like a dad who has two kids and is trying to play with both of them, and the older one is Garoppolo, and like he's a little more experienced, but then the younger one is like crazy and talented and throws and catches really well. And you got to pick your favorite kid, which we all do. Um, <laughs> and I think on the given moment, like I think it'll go back and forth. But like we've talked about quarterback by committee with a bunch of teams, Saints, maybe even Patriots, Bears. It comes up. I don't really buy into I think this is for real. And I think it's like 75-25. And I, it's not only like your series, my series. It's in series. We, you hit it yeah. again, D'Angelo. The fact that he is doing this stuff in the preseason goes against every coaching bylaw. Show nothing. Be bland. And he just doesn't care. He wants reps. He wants to try it. And I think he has that much up his sleeve that he's like, I'll, I'll toss you this appetizer. You won't believe where we're going to go when the season starts. I love it. I think it's going to work. I still think that Lance, as he gets more and more on the field, will take over as the starter. I just you think it's going to take a couple that much faith in Kyle Shanahan. I do. I think, well, look. We've never up, seen this. It doesn't smart. work. It doesn't work. This was mad scientist stuff that we were seeing out there this mm-hmm. past game. That can work in the NFL. It depends on what that is. I don't believe a true split can work, 50-50. Yeah. But I think if you really want to cultivate it and go, like, I have a whole package for you and a whole package for you, I do think it can work. <laughs> Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe you're just rooting for it because it would be so freaking well, fun. Like, I'm so here for this. What did you think of the, what'd you think the RG3 stuff? Like, is, does that resonate for you? You were there. Yeah, yeah, it resonated. I mean, the, the way we play with RG is... It was a little bit gimmicky from time to time just because he was a little bit limited, right? We didn't have a Jimmy G to put in there and say, hey, go go run your stuff, right? And so it had to be a gimmicky style of offense, and and so it was. And teams kind of started to figure it out. Um, But I just love the ability that they're going to have to be creative, like you said. I mean, when you have a guy like Trey Lance, and the reason he's not out there full time is just like you said, he doesn't look great throwing the football all the time. You know, sometimes, you know, he had an explosive play. I think the first play he threw the ball, everybody's like, wow. And then you watch the rest of the game and it's like, "Ah." Six for 13. And so, yes, he still has a long way to go. And so Kyle knows we can't win this way. This is more like throwing RG out there and we have to put everything else around him and everything has to be perfect. Doesn't have to be perfect with Jimmy G. We know he can execute this offense, but... Let's start getting young fella ready. We did give up a lot of draft capital to make sure this guy will be the future. So they got to start getting him ready to play, too. Not a lot of holes in this team. Not a lot. Mm-mm. Loaded. Mm-mm. Loaded division, but mm-hmm. not, not a lot of weaknesses. It's very exciting what's yeah. going on out there in the Trey area. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com. Or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.